0: Support for this Marketplace podcast comes from Insightly.com, the number one online customer relationship management for small businesses. Tired of tracking customers in a spreadsheet, missing deadlines, or losing sales? Make your life easier at Insightly.com slash Marketplace. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California.
1: Coming up on the broadcast this afternoon, bailouts in Portugal, jargon in business, and popcorn at the movies. Yes, indeed, it is a little bit of everything. From American public media, this is Marketplace. (laughs) In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. Monday, the 4th of August. Today, good as always to have you with us. Had you mentally checked out of the global economy in, say, early 2012 and just tuned back in today? You would have no trouble at all picking right up where you left off, believe you me. We will begin today with the European debt crisis, Portugal by name and a multi-billion dollar bank bailout. Portugal's biggest publicly traded bank, Banco Espiritu Santo, is being cut in half to the tune of about six and a half billion dollars. The toxic assets it holds, which are the proximate cause of the bailout, of course, will be put into what is known in the trade as a bad bank. A term of art in global finance, not necessarily an insult. Also, something we became all too familiar with in this country, say, oh, I don't know, five years ago. Marketplace's Mark Garrison reminds us what a bad bank is all about. The basic idea is actually quite simple. Raj Bala, who teaches international law at University of Kansas, gives
0: us a visual aid. If you were drawing it out on a blackboard, you would be drawing out good assets and putting a big circle around them. And then you'd be drawing bad assets and putting a big circle around them. They would not be linked. European bankers call this ring fencing, and they love to reference herding cattle. Kerry Cornelius runs a real cattle ranch and directs the ranch management program at Texas Christian University. He says fencing plays a role, but EU officials seem a bit off with their terms. I think that's something that bankers probably came up or dreamed up on their own.
2: Regulators and analysts look for analogies, and the fence analogy makes a lot of sense. You're trying to contain a problem and keep it from growing any further.
0: Washington and Lee economics professor Linda Hooks says when a bad bank fences off or herds in or does whatever to toxic assets, the good bank can thrive. It goes on with regular business of taking deposits and lending, and customers won't freak out and pull all their money, causing chaos. When the bad bank tries to sell off the bad stuff, lots of money will be lost. But as Dartmouth Business School associate Dean Matt Slaughter points out, Unlike previous bank bailouts, it doesn't all land on taxpayers. The losses are going to be borne by some of the creditors to that bank and the people that own stock in that bank, the shareholders. And that's a good move actually going forward. Slaughter says banks will manage risk better if they don't assume taxpayers will pay for their screw-ups. I'm Mark Garrison for Marketplace.
1: It's now officially safe to drink the water in Toledo, Ohio. This morning, officials in that city lifted a ban that had been in place since Saturday, affecting hundreds of thousands of people. Algae in Lake Erie was apparently to blame, a product of years of development and farming that could play out elsewhere in years to come. Marketplace's Annie Baxter has the details on that.
2: Lauren Berner's kitchen sink has looked a bit odd for the past few days. She lives in Toledo and had to come up with a way to keep herself from accidentally turning on the tap. I put plastic bags over the faucet because without thinking, I would turn on the faucet and think, oh, oh, wait, even if you're brushing your teeth and you're trying to rinse, you know, stuff down the drain. Berner says she made do with bottled water over the weekend, which she drove to Detroit to fetch. Experts are blaming the water contamination on a big mass of blue-green algae on Lake Erie. A number of factors make the algae flourish. Experts point to global warming and to fertilizer runoff from farm fields. Algae
0: blooms love fertilizer just the way, you know, wheat and corn love fertilizer.
2: Charles Fishman is author of The Big Thirst, a book about water management. He says when algae die, they produce a toxin, and that toxin appears to have gotten past Toledo's wastewater treatment plant. Fishman says the situation could happen on the other Great Lakes and should put other cities on guard, especially if they only have one water source.
1: If this had
0: happened in the middle of the week, it would have had a huge economic impact.
2: Water economist David Zetlin says there are ways to mitigate these problems, like improving water treatment facilities or getting farmers to grow crops that need less fertilizer, even if they're less lucrative.
0: A lot of farmers would see costs go up and revenues go down. For
2: its part-